And welcome to episode 226 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and I would like to welcome my co-host to the COVID Club, Evil Jeff. How you feeling, Sicky? Uh, what's that? Where am I? What's going on? <laughs> We're doing the show. Okay. All right. I'm, I just have brain fog, so I'm mostly better. I just have a little bit of brain fog and I'm just... I, and then after, if I walk around for like 10 minutes, then I just want to like lay down and sleep. But other than that, I'm fine. Girl, I thank you for persevering. We will keep this tight. And you having brain fog, not much different from every other episode. That's right? true. That's true. I, yeah, I don't remember anybody's names. I uh, call episodes issues and issues episodes. So it'll be <laughs> you even got yours. I do that now. I, I do that because of you. You've infected me with madness. Um, yeah. But I will say, did you hear New York and they're doing in L.A. and I need to get better by Sunday. They're giving monkeypox vaccines out. Yes, girl. Did you get one? Pox. Did you get one? No. Oh, my no. God. Well, you need to look out. They have little pop-up things giving out vaccines. And there's one this Sunday. I'm going to try and... Although I shouldn't be advertising it because then I don't want anyone to find out. I want to be the one to get it. Right. Because I don't want to get the um, monkeypox. It was too crowded. It was pride. And everyone lined up to get their monkeypox shots before they prided. Oh, I'm sure. Because that's the thing now. It's like I have had a sinus. I had two sinus infections. Then I got COVID. I feel like monkeypox is just waiting for me. Right around the corner. It's just waiting for me. Just lurking. Just lurking. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, God. What a month. <laughs> what a crazy month. What a fucking month. But um, I think there's one little... What are you going to pick? Hot topics. Hot topics? Okay. There's only what one thing I just want to bring up, and it's it was just thrown at me. I don't know where this interview was, um, but Chris Pratt is now oh God. saying... I'm not really religious. I don't know where people are saying that I'm, like, super religious. What? And I think it's because he realizes everybody hates him. And he realizes that he's kind of destroyed his career by joining this church. um, Yeah. This anti-gay church. And I think his agents were like, here's the deal. Um, Denounce your God. (laughs) You need to choose between this stupid church or your career. And... Being, of course, uh, someone who really probably didn't give a shit in the long run about that church. He was like, oh, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, he's probably like, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. As they say in Book of Mormon, fuck God. He's probably like, you know, actors, they care about their career, their status. Yeah. They will denounce God if their agents tell them to. Yeah, no problem. and just the fact he just, yeah, in his interview, it says he specifically says, I am not a religious person. And it's like, have you read your own Instagram posts where you talk right. about the love of Jesus filling you up uh, and going to the church that specifically says gay people, like, they can come, but they can't, like, do anything. He bot- he bottoms for Jesus and then denounces homosexual lifestyles. I mean, I do we see the, oh, the contradiction? You know what here? it is? It's like he bottoms for Jesus and he doesn't even douche. Ugh. 
gross. I, honestly, when I see him in the Thor Love and Thunder trailer, I'm like, get him out of here. It's so funny how fast we stopped liking him. And I loved him. And then it just went away. Well, I did some research on this topic and he recently interviewed. In fact, I, I have read the quote when he said, I'm not that religious. He actually said religion has been oppressive as fuck for a long time. I didn't know that I would become the face of religion when really I'm not a religious person. Great. Chris Pratt, do you know what you said at the 2018 MTV Movie and TV Awards um, prior to this about the topic yeah, of Does God? he talk about how like Wait. Jesus fills his soul and shit like that? He said, God is real. God loves you. God wants the best for you. And now he's like, I'm not that religious. Bitch, you stood up and accepted a award and like godded us to death. <laughs> like, what it's do you like think? we're not okay. You're trying to appeal to the left. The left. The, if you were trying to appeal to the right, you could literally be like, "Oh yeah, I never said that," and the right would be like, "Yeah, okay, all right." Because okay. they believe yeah, we, any, we never say shit all the time. They believe all that those lies, but the left is like, right. "No, we have the proof. We have the pictures. We have the audio. We have the receipts, hon. We have the receipts." Somebody is putting the Lord in Star Lord. Am I right? Yeah. Oh my stop. God. He needs uh -oh. to stop. I'm talking to you on my phone, and someone just sent me a bunch of uh, pictures on naked Scruff. pictures. Um. Yeah. He just shared. Is it Chris Pratt? I don't know. He just shared his naked pictures. Like with a private me. album. Yeah. Oh, he's attractive. Girl. Oh, he's cute. That's a show. Oh my God. Here's the brain fog. COVID, Captain COVID, get What's back happening? in the game. I'm sorry. Right. My brain has COVID and then someone sent me naked pictures. I'm confused. Text them to me. <laughs> All right. Can we talk about some X-Men comic books? Because we have there a shit ton. a lot of them. What happened? Hit it. I want your kids. We got Iceman Xfinity, Xfinity. We got the Iceman Infinity comic. We got Knights of X. We got New Mutants. We got X-Men. We got Immortal X-Men. We got a lot to dish about. A lot. All right. I will say, speaking of COVID, I started reading Iceman. I did not finish it yet. How Great. did you think that, that, how did you think Christian Frost was Iceman? Even because I'm I thought not. the blonde was Iceman. <laughs> okay. Because I always think Iceman is blonde. So I think I I got through the first little arc of it was like his dad was the ice giant. Right. And, and then Loki's is there dad. and then yeah, and Loki's dad. So that's weird. Um and so there's their one issue after that. Is that what you just read? Yeah, I just read Iceman number four, and um it basically it's about Iceman helping the Avengers, which is great take on this cosmic deity it like one of, i want to say one of the former heralds of galactus but he got some like black winter cosmic power from a storyline happening in thor and so he brought it here and he's super powerful and so iceman fights him by going as omega as he can possibly go but in the process he kind of loses his humanity a little bit Oh, no. And is he, like, making golems or something? Or, no, or is he it, just I becoming mean, really big? It's deeper than that. He's freezing space and time around him. He's freezing time. Wow. Around him. So, basically, he exiles himself to one of the poles because he's just 
like beyond absolute zero cold. Like, and he doesn't even really like know who he is anymore. Like this reaching this kind of power level, like it's his like, let it go moment. Let it go. Where he's like running off to make the castle. Like I have to live in this castle by myself. Cause I need to figure out who I really am. All right. Yeah. The cold never bothered him anyway. Yeah. So then basically his, this is fucking adorable. His amazing friends come to save him. Which and it's five it's Firestar <laughs> and North Star. Aww. And they bring in Christian, who uses so basically Firestar, North Star, Christian, and Romeo all like kind of combine their powers, kind of sort of. They each kind of take turns um, to bring Bobby back. And Bobby cries it out like all the power that amassed inside of him like Romeo gets him to cry and he cries it out and it's kind of like touching and endearing and then it leads to my favorite scene Bobby at a club in a white harness and underwear just dancing just dancing in a harness. And so he's kind of like, I don't want Romeo or Christian. I just want to be single and be a whore. Oh, no. He's got them both. Wait, Bobby's so living his best life. He's in a thruple. He's open. It's just all The one thing I will say, I do love, though, I think, was it in the Iceman comic? Or was it in the... No. Was it... There was one... No, I think it might have been in the Prodigy talking to speed and I, cause I was like rereading through some of the, I couldn't tell if it was a new or an old um, pride voices, but basically talking about like, Oh, I thought being gay was my thing, but now in Krakoa, it's kind of like everyone does that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I thought being that. Pan nice, and Bi, you know, he's like, I thought being bi and Pan was my thing, but now Krakoa, everyone's experimenting. So it's like, Oh yeah. That's what not was my that personality. In? I think it was yeah, in yeah. the Marvel voices, but I couldn't tell. I was like, is this an old one? Cause I was seeing older ones. And then I was like, but this seems new. I don't know. I was very confused, but I just read that too. Yeah. Okay. So maybe that I was reading some of the newer ones. But anyway, yeah, I do kind of, I love that he's going to be, you know, because that's the other thing is like, you can have like, like the idea, you ever see the movie Splendor by no, Greg Araki? It's oh, great. No. You need to watch yeah. it. It was made in the late nineties. Greg Araki, gay director. Greg this girl, she finds a hot, dumb, muscly blonde guy, but then she also meets a book smart kind of Latino, like tall, dark and handsome guy. Yeah. And she meets them the same night and she's like, well, I'll go out with both of you, but she keeps dating them. And then finally she's like, look, I'm actually in love with both of you and I don't want to choose. And they're like, okay. And then they all become a thruple. And then they all start having sex together, even the two guys. And then she ends up breaking up with them and then they stay together and they're like, but we want you. We we only want to be all three of us together. And so then the two guys want to win her back together. Oh, but anyway, I just remember seeing that where it was like having that hot blonde and then the tall, dark and handsome, like having to get yeah. to have both of those. Having oh, it that's all. so much fun. God, Iceman, fuck you. I know. He's got like the warm one and the cold one, Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. Romeo and Christian. Although, but that's it. Here's one thing, though. I could never date an empath. 
I couldn't oh, trust hell anything. No. I could oh, not I trust anything. I'm already oh, feeling feelings, emotional. Like, yeah, especially it's just like gaslighting. I am scared to death of being gaslit. That is like, that should be the name. Like, that should be Romeo's code name. Gaslight. Should be fucking Christian's code name. <laughs> no, he's um, Girl Boss. <laughs> girl Boss. And then Iceman's um, Gatekeep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so we've got... You want to talk about New Mutants number 26 next? Let's do it. Ileana, Limbo, Weird Time Shit, Limbo, Madeline Pryor. Madeline Pryor, more backseat than I thought she was going to be. Yeah, she's just kind of like, hey, what's up? <laughs> hey, I'm along for the ride, bitchy comment, anyone? Yeah, I'm still kind of like... Madeline has been so up and down with every time she has come back. And she's been so up and down as a character. She used to be really smart and very just like pragmatic. And then she got way over emotional. Like, oh my God, you left me. This is crazy. And then she was like in Africa and she's like, oh, I'm going to be smart again. But then she's like, no, actually, I'm going to fuck Alex. Oh, but actually, I'm going to be the Goblin Queen. Oh, actually, I'm going to kill my child. And then she dies. And then every time she came back, she's had a different personality. I feel like they need to decide. Preach. What personality is yeah. she going to have? Because right now, this in New Mutants is no personality. And I don't like that. Yeah, I want the Madeline, like, I want pilot Madeline green jumpsuit who hung out with the Outback X-Men Madeline. I want that person. Yes, who's still fucking Alex. I, we can, You can fuck Alex. I like that. Sure. You can still fuck Alex, but, like, you were pragmatic. You knew how to fix computers. Yeah. Yeah. Give us her. But this story was, I thought it was cute. I loved the Ileana Warlock mashup team up uh, that was central to the story where future Ileana, who basically is like at the end of the journey that our main characters began, you know, like Limbo yeah. was taken over by Sim, techno organic virus. I've been fighting this for decades. You three died a long time ago. I'm still doing this shit that you're just starting. Liked that, loved that. I wish Warlock I was there. It was weird where they're like, well, Warlock came later. I'm like, why can't he be there now? Why can't he be there now? I, and maybe the story is not over. It, it's very possible well, it just the story ended with them Limbo is le- not over. It just ended with them leaving that timeline. So we still don't know. There's not a resolution yeah. yet. She got her sword back from the ashes and remains of Sim after she killed him. But is that just the old future Sim? So is the past Sim still alive? Yeah, I'm not sure. Is it the same Sim? Yeah, exactly. Oh, time shit in Limbo. When is it not confusing? And I, I feel like with Colossus's introduction, so they, they cut to Colossus on Krakoa being like, you know, typical Colossus, where's my sister? I need to talk to her. We don't know. That, I think, I, I feel like we're going to stay in Limbo for a while. But also, if he's going to go and save her, it's like, but is he under control? Is their brother? Oh, is the Jesus. brother knowing what's going watch on? Watch everyone forget. Watch. Watch everyone just forget that Colossus is being controlled. Ugh. Like everyone forgot, Christian Frost conspired to have Kitty <laughs> killed. I know. They're just like, oh well, oh well. And also the fact that Shinobi Shaw thinks that Kitty and Emma also killed right. him. Right. And now he's like, oh, I'll work with you. You're like, what? I'm over it. Over what? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Good writing, great book. Still glad Vita it was fun. took this book over. Yeah, it's fun. And then we've got Knights of X number three. Again, one that I just love. A measured improvement for me over Excalibur. Not that Excalibur was that bad. Knights of X is that good. But here's the other thing. What was I complaining about that hadn't been established? I felt there was a big plot hole. Oh, what? Mordred. They were like, he's a mutant. Okay. What are his powers? They addressed it. That's what I'm saying. I love that. They finally were like, oh, good, good, They were like, oh, wait, I think that's your powers. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank God. They're like listening to me. Didn't I say in an old episode it was going to be like a Joey from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 thing? Like it was just going to like happen? Yeah. Um, Now, I have to say a few things about this book that I – two things about this book that I love. One thing about this book that I am heartbroken over. Okay. The two two queer relationships at the forefront of this book. Those are my two things that I love. The Richter Shadowstar stuff is think back to the Rob Liefeld <laughs> X-Force days. Did you ever think we would be here with these two characters embracing and they're so soft and loving and Richter is admitting feelings for Apocalypse and Shatterstar is like, it's cool, I get it. Yeah. I, like, amazing. Yeah. Betsy and Rachel, Excalibur was kind of, sort of, not kind of, sort of, it was setting this up, but it was so implicit. It was like, will they, won't they? No, they won't. Oh, they are. Rachel is a straight up lesbian. Yeah, they are full lesbian out. They are full (laughs) lesbian mode. I will say this. Love it. Now, Betsy, Betsy is is clearly by because she has yeah, um, she had the relationship the with relationship cluster. with cluster um but has rachel other than like her weird friendship with kitty no but that felt more like friendship i really feel like this is like a new thing for rachel but i feel like rachel has just always given me like butch like Rachel has just always been butch. I think, and I, I think kind Tini of Howard like, would agree. And I'm like, yeah, this is what it needs to be. It's that thing where I was talking before about the Cerebro uh, X podcast, where they were like, "Oh, we're not making Mister Sinister gay." It was all there. Like it was I'm all, I mean, sorry. just like we did with Iceman. We went back and we were like, it was always all there. It's like Richter, I'm sorry, Richter and Shatterstar. It was always there. But also Rachel, for the majority of her time in Excalibur, she had a fucking mullet. I'm sorry. Oh come she on, had a she had a mullet. mullet. She had a Lesbian. mullet. <laughs> and she remember that? What was that scene? Was it somebody had a mask on? I think like Kitty was hiding her identity. And she had a mask on and Rachel was like, I don't need telepathy to know that that's my girl, Kitty. I can just tell by her body. It's <laughs> like, okay. Was this an Excalibur? Yeah. Or was it vice versa? Was Rachel? No, Kitty was masked. And Rachel was like, I know this moves anywhere. That's Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking that ass. Um, oh, another thing I love before I get into the thing I hate. I love seeing Megan powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also because this is where, because of her, how she has kind of like in touch with the elements, I think everything is just enhanced on Otherworld, like where she can be like super crazy powerful. And that was, that was kind of her thing, like in old Excalibur, weren't her powers kind of connected to the land of England? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was less powerful in America. 
Um, I don't know because or that's was that just weird Brian? because they never really, the only time they left America, left for America was in Inferno. And then she was like the goblin princess and she was pretty powerful then. But that yeah, was also true, because true. she like got eaten by Nastarit. Nast- How do you yeah. say his name? Nastarit? I Nastir? Nastir? Eaten out. Nastier. Nastier. Eight Megan anyway. powerful. Well, okay, now the thing I hate. Gambit! No! But so th- this is interesting of like, is he really dead? My Gambi. My Gambi. No, because we already saw his Hellfire Gala look. So that's and but that's the thing. But is he going to are they going to try and resurrect him and he's going to come back completely different? Or do you think he's not really, really dead? I think he's not really I don't, dead. I think he knew. I think, like, they're bringing <laughs> up him being death from that awful Peter Milligan X-Men run. Yeah. They brought that up on purpose. Like, I, I think... I have a feeling that's... Some... I think rather than dying, I think the death version of him is going to be released. That is... You know what? I think you are absolutely correct. Yeah. So we're going to get black skin, white hair, farts. Damn it. (laughs) That was his power. It was farts. (laughs) But yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. So I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. And you know, what's that old tarot cliche? You do tarot that like death is not death. Death It's death is the beginning that death is not the worst card to get. The worst cards to get are the tower and the hanged man. Can I ask you a few questions about tarot? Because sure. I just got a reading done. Okay. Have I given um, you a reading? No, you haven't. I should have given you, you a said reading you would. when you were here. God damn it. God damn it. Um, so we I got a reading done by this woman who literally ended my tarot reading with, could you get me a vodka soda? Were you at a pride event? No, we, I was at a work event. We went to oh, New okay. Orleans for like oh. our agency oh, retreat okay. and we had, the theme was magic and we had a tarot reader. <laughs> Go grab me a hurricane, so honey. is one, like, is, so you pick 10 cards, right? Mm-hmm. And then is one row of cards specifically about your career and professional life? If she was doing different rows, that's not what I do. I do the Celtic cross and the Celtic cross. She did do the cross. I do the Celtic cross and for mine, the main, the first two you flip over in the reading is like, this is what it's about. So it's like, this is what the whole thing is about. So this whole thing is either about your love life. This whole thing is about your career. This whole thing is about where you want to live. This whole thing is about who am I? Oh, it sets the theme. Sets the, it sets the theme. And so you have to, but I, when I read it, I'm always like, you have to kind of figure this out because it's not real, but um, it's, it's like, cause I'm not really psychic. So usually I'm like, this is this, and this is this. Do you feel like this is more talking about a relationship? Do you think this is more talking about your career? And then I let them yeah. decide. And then I kind of push forward through there. She said to me, holy shit, you got the emperor, the ace of wands and the hand of wands. You're going to be, you're fine. Like your life is going to be so fulfilling and successful. I was like, thanks bitch. She well, goes, welcome. That, get get me, cool get me a vodka soda. Well, you know, the cool thing about wands is those can go into completely different areas. Because wands, the emperor, wands, all of those things are all fire. And fire is your crotch. Okay. And crotch, power, oh. crotch energy is either your ambition. Oh, it was ambition. Or it's your dick. Or it's about oh. sex. So it can go complete. It can be about you fucking or could so be here, about here you balling. Here was the message, because it's true about both things. She's like, you are exactly where you're supposed to be. This is it. Like, you have found your future, and you are going to reap so many benefits from it. 
Like you are exactly where you want to be. You I have think to be, you should be. I think this is about you getting monkeypox. No, I'm just kidding. I do too. <laughs> I do too. Also, but, but you know you what? Say, you're gonna have a fucking great time getting it. <laughs> you had you sold me when you said fire was about crotch because yeah. I have red pubes. <laughs> do you really? Um, I, they're reddish. I have they're red reddish pubes. brown. That's my but mine thing. are more in the. Well, not anymore. <laughs> but I'm the I, ginger. When I, was at your, when I was at your apartment, my pubes turned red. <laughs> it's true. It's oh, my true. God. That happens to everybody. Shit. You too. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about X-Men number 12. Wait, hold on. That, just speaking of me saying you had fun giving monkeypox, just another side story. I once had a nurse when I had um, gonorrhea and I had to get a shot in my butt. Uh huh. When the nurse bent me over, he went, "Did you have fun hey. getting it?" What? And I went, "What?" He Girl. went, "You know, getting it." And I was like, "Just give me the fucking shot and leave me the fuck alone." Girl, and unless you're gonna fuck me right now, which you probably shouldn't, because you know, Girl. that's rude. I thought that was rude. <laughs> I think it's hot. It's not hot when you have gonorrhea. Yeah, maybe for the follow up when you don't have gonorrhea anymore and something could happen. But not while you have the gonorrhea. Don't hit on me while I have gonorrhea. That's rude. Oh, my God. All right. Anyway, what's the next X book? X-Men number 12. Shit. We got some Sinister. X-Men number 12. We got Sinister, who's basically like, I'm the original Sinister, which I think I called. Well, this is the Sinister that never cloned himself into being a mutant. So this is the Sinister that just hates, 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 hates mutants. Yeah. Which is the real thing is, I honestly feel, do you know who probably would be the number one enemy of this Sinister? Diamond the other Sinister. Sinister. The other Sinister. Yeah. So I, it's weird where you're like, let's, oh. Let's do that. Yeah, like they're going to be, like Sinister wants Krakoa to happen. He sees that as the future. Yeah. So I find all this fascinating. So what, there was that scene where like his, he self-destructed his house and, and lab and he took that picture off the wall and like took it with him while the rest of it burned down like i couldn't tell what that was a picture of was he was but wasn't, was it like a mutant kid but don't you remember he was like living in that house with like a fake mother and child and then he had them like murdered yeah what the fuck is it them who and then so who were they does sinister have a kid Maybe. I was listening. That's the thing. When I was listening to that history of Sinister, there was so much in the 90s and the early 2000s where I'm like, oh, I did not. I don't know. know I don't know any of that shit. I didn't even realize how much, like with the 12 and all of that stuff, how much Sinister was involved with Apocalypse. Yes. I forgot all of that. Yes. Don't remind me of the 12. Yeah. So then we cut to Game World, whatever it is, and Cordyceps Jones, and turns out he did not get the drop on Jean Grey. Nobody gets the drop on Jean Grey. Jean Grey is one step ahead of you, all in making you think you got the drop on Jean Grey. And meanwhile, not only is she mind-illusioning him, she's also telekinetically vacuuming up all, all, the spores. all of the fungus spores. Sucking them right out of Laura. 
And if then, even, yeah. And then uh, watching uh, Polaris put it in a big, like, metal container. Yeah. Also, we love to see Rogue take Jean's powers. Don't we love mm-hmm. to see that? Yes. Love to see that. Love the fight. Love seeing the X-Women in this awesome fight where they free these people in space. I'm like, iconic. And they basically are like, we're the heroes. We did it. We're a great X team. Joke's on you. It's the Hellfire Gala, and they're going to reset the X-Men again. So, and there's more issue to talk about, but I, yeah, I want to talk about, I, I love this team. And I don't feel like this team was given enough room to breathe. And I'm actually really upset about the lineup change. I mean, I'm not really upset. It's a comic book. But I would prefer no lineup change. I like this team. Yeah, I, because then it seemed like, but it seemed like Rogue seemed like she had other shit to do with with, uh, Destiny. So it seemed like Rogue was leaving. Love that. That'll, so, that'll take. <laughs> it seemed like Sync was staying. Sync is staying. Good call. In fact, I hope if Sync is staying, then can we have Wolverine stay? Because I want more of that relationship. Wolverine kind of was just like, I'm down to do whatever. So I feel like she's yeah, she probably going to be stay. Cyclops, however, that was one of the other reveals. Is Cyclops, because Sync was the one who mind, used Jean Grey's powers and mind wiped the the journalist uh what's his ben name Uric. um to ben make Uric. him forget yeah you're right right i have covid you can't you can't yell at me for not knowing your name i i could have remembered dr state it was a dr stasis i couldn't remember mr him. sinister anyway he mind wiped him so but cyclops was like actually you know what fuck it put it back Let's let's put it back. Just go ahead and do let's it. Do We're it. not that type of people. Release that humans. I'm released that the mutants have figured out how to yeah, uh, beat death. And he said, "Oh, Xavier's gonna be pissed." And I realized at this point, <coughs> we have not really seen the inner workings of what's going on in Xavier's mind. No, we never have since the beginning of this. We have no idea. We know what's going on with Emma. We know what's going on with everyone. And I have a feeling, um, I don't want to jump ahead to Immortal, but I have a feeling he might be the last one. His, um, yeah, his issue will be the last his one. His issue will be yeah. like the last one where yeah. we're like finally being like, what the fuck's inside? Oh, of like a big reveal. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but Cyclops like, is like, I think I'm going to get kicked off because I let this get revealed. So that is another interesting thing. And do you think, I, why, I think I know the real reason why Cyclops did this. There's one reason he did it. Why? He hated Captain Krakoa. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh yes. He was like, I'm not dressing up in this fucking this. stupid outfit. He's so anymore. happy. He's like, I don't give a fuck. I yeah. don't have to dress up yeah. like that anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Which, gotta respect. There is a scene where Ben Urich has a flashback. It's like the red panels of somebody like strangling another guy while Ben Urich's on the phone. There's no way you know, but I have no idea what that is referring to. Was that happening? Is that something that he does remember? Or is that, is he talking about, is that like. He said, it's not the first time I've forgotten a story and he's remembering this moment in red. Yes. I have no clue. 
Listeners, all three of you, what is that? Interesting. 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 But, you know, um, yeah, I think it's safe to say, like, bye-bye Rogue, bye-bye Sunfire, bye-bye Polaris. We'll get... Oh, that's right. Sunfire, Sunfire, I think, is going to be on on X-Men Red. Awesome. Because he said, oh, I have to deal with kind of the Mars stuff. But then wasn't he supposed to go get um, the plant lady from the Crooked Market? Like, didn't they say to him, like, you know, you might want to go rescue that Iraqi that lost in Ten of Swords? Yeah, but no one can Red get, Root, Red Root. But Red no Root. one can go into... No one can get oh, to Avalon. Right. And no one can get right. to the other world right now. Right. Okay. Well, that leaves Immortal X-Men number three. Oh, I just love that it's just going through each person's head. So we have Sinister. So good. We have Hope. Now, now we have? We have Destiny. Destiny. Oh. Who is still, I mean, she was my last year. She was my, my favorite character of the year. And she's still up there. Who knew? Just like giving her a little bit of youth. And really yeah. fleshing out her story, she is such a good character. She's so compelling. And what I love about this issue is that you get her origin. You get a deeper understanding of how her powers have always worked. But at the heart of this story, which is about these huge timeline, universe, giant, magnificent era, like big plot stuff is a queer relationship at the heart of this story. A doomed queer relationship. A doomed queer relationship. Is there any other kind? (laughs) I say. Oh my goodness. I mean, so she's in a coma right now in the present timeline. Mystique is like, we got to do something. Emma's like, I'm going to help you, which by the way, spooge. (laughs) But... The flashback. Yeah. And yeah, all right, go ahead. Keep, keep going. No, we flashback and we get to the point where she's destiny's old. She's on freedom force. I love that. They give a nod to like, basically Legion, what she used to be in the comics. Killed her. Well, yeah. And that, well, and, the shadow King technically. Yeah. But just the fact that her, her presence on, on the brotherhood or freedom force was always like Colossus is about to break through that wall in three seconds. Like that was basically, her power. Yeah. And I love that they're like, yeah, sure, I could do that. But what I really do is this. And the whole entire thing was also just really of like just talking about how she um, read the, the the other thing. Oh, wait, before I go on with this, is she blind now? Yes. So she is blind again. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was never like fully because that she can kind of see her from her powers. Like she can kind of see with the future with her powers. So it's always a little like she's not, it was just a little confusing, but, but she wrote, it's just interesting of now saying the whole destiny diary thing. They're just now introducing. I love that of like, Oh, when I wrote those diaries, I knew all of Full this of too. I knew everything. When I knew I had to die, I knew 
everything. I had to do it because I knew what Moira was really doing. Here. Right. The fact that she was like knew what Moira was doing, where it's just like, and then the weird thing is when she died, Moira was also being influenced by the Shadow King and was like making all the mutants fight each other to the death. Remember that? So that just oh, adds yeah. another like fun layer of like Irene Adler being like, I'm going to like bounce out for a bit. And I also love that like they covered any sort of plot holes or contradictions that were in the Destiny Diaries in the past by her saying, oh, I wrote a bunch of lies in there too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And also, but But that's the, but the other thing too, is that she also, it's not necessarily lies because she sees many different possible timelines. And that's yeah, one of the she, reasons she's going crazy is she's seeing so many different timelines. But then why? Yeah. Why are the timelines blanking out? And why are they ending blank? so abruptly? Exactly. Right, right. Something. And then she's wrong. like. And she's like, oh, the only person fuck. that can do this is Moira. And Moira is, oh, no. Oh, it's not Moira. Her powers can do this. Her sinister, powers. Sinister is fucking she fuck, He fucking clone. What a moment where she just like is like. Uh, oh, she's so smart. She's so good. But she's not telling anyone. And even when she finally, she's like, oh, I'm too sick to go. But because of all of this, it's now being discovered that Mystique pretended to be Xavier, pretended to be Magneto to resurrect Irene. So Hope is now realizing. She's like, what do you mean? You joined here and you gave me the helmet and you said I could do this. He's like, I never fucking did that. And then uh, Sinister's like, no, but Magneto came. And he's like, Magneto never fucking did that either. It was this fucking bitch. And this is where you also see Sinister used an old power he has not used in a yeah. very long time. I forgot. He has not shapeshifted for like decades. That's and, wild. And he shapeshifted into Mystique. Into Mystique. <laughs> And then she was like, I'll fucking kill you, motherfucker. Like, I was so good. I'm telling you, this is the book I have always wanted since this began. Since the council was formed. I'm like, this is what I want. I want council fighting and intrigue. This is what it's about. Oh, so good. This crazy future that she sees with this giant exodus and this fucking ship powered by Sebastian Shaw's muscles yeah, where oh. they they even bring in a thought from Legion of X, which is um, something about Exodus is so big and so powerful because so many people believe in him right now. Yeah, that's wild, crazy. But then that's the future that makes her realize Sinister has cloned Moira. Yeah. But the other thing is, is when she comes in, when Irene comes in, Mystique is about to be voted off the council. Because Xavier is now like, I'm going to ruin you, Mystique. Yeah, he's like, no, she sinned. And then Destiny is like, nope, like her bringing me back is the best thing that ever happened to you, homie. And it seems like she, Irene comes in to warn all of them, but she doesn't warn them about Sinister. I think she's a warning them about the Eternals, right? Yes. Yeah. Because what does she say specifically? Basically, a war is coming. Yeah. And so that's going to be between the Eternals and the X-Men. And she wouldn't let them read her mind. It was like, let me scan your mind. She's like, no, 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 no. Because she's like, oh, I know too 
many no, there's secrets way too much in there yeah. that I do not want to be released yet. And then Meanwhile, you turn Emma's, out the Emma's biggest. Probably like I just scanned her mind. Yes, and I think Mystique is always like, you need to tell me again if you're going to leave me. If you're going to leave me, I need to know. I need to know. And Irene's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you if I'm going to die. And then she's like, I ain't leaving you. I ain't leaving you. But the problem I'm having is every single future, Mystique is not there. She fucking dies. Just like Destiny and Mystique coming together is a nexus event, like a tentpole moment that everything needs to like move toward or move away from. I wonder if now Mystique's death is another tentpole event that So she has to let it happen to get Or to she's gonna or she's gonna do everything to make it not happen and create yeah. a whole new future. Interesting. Well that's the other thing is if if um Mystique dies, she should just be able to be resurrected. She's been resurrected many times. So yeah, but Xavier's not, not going to let that happen. Is it Xavier, or would it? Could it be Hope? Could it be the Five? Nah, it's probably All of Xavier. Them. They probably, probably vote. Xavier. <laughs> yeah, they probably vote. Uh, Kitty's going to be like, no, fuck her. Colossus will be like, no, fuck her. Go to the back of the line, bitch. Yeah, see you. you hang out with Celine, bitch. And then I just want Irene. I want that where like Kitty's just like the deciding vote, and then she's like, I vote no. And then Irene just looks at her and is just like. In the future, you're fat. <laughs> Just Rachel like loves off. someone else. <laughs> hey, that was X-Men Comics. Why don't we move on to a big, big comic this month? June-only comic in particular. All right, hit that music. You gotta get a comic if you wanna get a I'm talking about Marvel Voices Pride, which could only happen in June because it's Pride Month. Ooh. Evil Jeff, I have to say this. I'm so dismayed and disappointed. Between the two Pride issues, I feel like DC kicked Marvel's ass. Yeah. It had so much more story. I couldn't even, it, I wasn't even sure if I was reading it. Reading yeah, I know. The right they came one. out with like, they came out with the new one Marvel did. And then they also, Marvel also came out with like the collection of the old ones. And I was like, wait, which, why are there two Marvel pride issues? Yeah. Uh, I was confused. And I felt like, I was like, I feel like I read this, but I feel like I didn't read this. So I was like confused. The first story, there's just, there's a lot less story. And like the tone of this book was less silly. Whereas DC was a little bit more poignant and grounded in real life experiences. Yeah. But this one's cute. We've got Loki facing all of their um, exes, which include men, women, chickens, cats. And um, as Loki is held hostage, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Loki they them pronouns, by the way. As Loki is held hostage, they summon America, Billy, Teddy to save them. And they do. And it's cute. Like, it's cute. Okay. Then we have an adventure with Hercules and Marvel Boy, my personal favorite Marvel couple, same-sex couple. Um, you know, space-faring adventure. Twink and Daddy. <laughs> yeah, Twink and Daddy. Super cute. Super cute. They love each other. Then we've got um, our first story that takes place in this Matt Baker house for LGBTQIA plus youth in Queens. Love to see it. Where Demolition Man, the gay Avenger... 
has like a, a group of troubled um, trans teens that he is counseling. Spider-Man comes in, the Sinister Six is after him and like the trans teens and D-Man and Spider-Man all team up to take down the Sinister Six. Cute. All right. By the way, love that Demolition Man's name is D-Man. There's a gay hero called D-Man. <laughs> Dick, man. Then we've got like these two obscure characters I never heard of from Wakanda that are two males in a same-sex couple. One of them is scarred and controls snakes. The other one is this giant, beautiful warrior man. And I was like, okay. Then we have like a weird... This one was weird to me. So this was Moondragon and Phyla Vell. Yeah. But... The Guardians of the Galaxy are watching an old movie that's essentially the Warriors from the 1980s. And the Games Master is psychically attacking Moondragon, who is sleeping. And so the attack in her dream is influenced by the movie she's watching with her friends, even though she fell asleep during it, which is the Warriors. And so, like, it's this story mapped on the Warriors. But I'm okay. like, the Warriors to me was like, and maybe I'm wrong. I've never it's a little bit good. before my time. Has the guy? But I think not, it doesn't have the guy. The, the guy from Xanadu in it, right? Yeah, but it's not a queer movie by any stretch. No, right? I think so people like, were like so the odd. '80s were cool. Let's just use that. Yeah. Then we've got a new Valkyrie, like a Tessa Thompson Valkyrie story, um, where Loki introduces Loki Pride, and then they have they they invent Asgard Pride. Cute. And then here's the big one. The introduction of Escapade, our oh, new, right. it's a new mutant. trans mutant. Yes. Is it trans or non-binary? Um, she is trans. She goes by she, her oh, okay. pronouns. Okay. Yep. And then, she, but her partner, who has the stupidest mutant power, any, anyway, her partner can turn anything into chocolate. What? And partner is non-binary, but transitioning to male. Okay. Um, like trans they pronouns. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's a really cute story about like there, there's the story set in the present, but interstitially there are these three panel comic strips that are done like peanuts, like Charlie Brown about these two characters when they were kids and how they like always wanted to be super villains. Um, but super villains like with heart. So, they're on this adventure. Escapade's power is actually really cool. She can swap places with you and when temporarily. And when she does, like she looks the same, but she will take on your attributes, like your social status, or she will she's able to transfer her injuries onto you. Like a villain breaks her arm and then she uses her power, and then the villain is laying on the ground with a broken arm, and escapade is fine. But that wears off. So when Escapade got back home, her arm rebroke. But then is is the physical? Does she still? Does it look like they teleported into each other's place? They yes, they they physically swap locations. Oh okay. Yeah, but then also like she does a weird thing where they show her swap um, swap places with like a like a like a fintech tycoon, like this rich douchebag. And like she's able to walk into the limo like with no problem because people are like, "Oh, now you're a rich douchebag." It's it's a little that's, vague. That sounds fascinating and needs more. Um, it it definitely needs more definition. Definition. That sounds cool though. I like that. 
Yeah, it's cool. And there's actually a biography, like a handbook of the Marvel Universe section in the back where they go into like the old school handbook bios. Um, There's Mm -hmm. one for Jumbo Carnation. There's one for Escapade. But here's the beauty of Escapade. There is one character that keeps trying to recruit her to (laughs) Krakoa so she can be trained. Yeah. And who do you think the character is? Oh, I have no idea who. Dazzler? Who's who's on the lookout for kids? It's Emma. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, I was like a pedophile. I don't know. Who you're no, God, no. Going with this. No. And in fact, Escapade reveals to Emma that Emma was kind of like her template. Like Escapade always wanted to be Emma. Well, I mean. I mean. I think any. I think any trans girl growing up was probably like, yes, exactly. this is what I want to be. Yeah, Emma Frost is, Emma Frost is the I mean, Carrie that's Cole what Eddie, Eddie Gay Boy also is like, yes, right. Emma Frost. Right. So it's actually pretty fabulous. Like Emma is wearing an urban sombrero, sipping a martini right outside, like sitting at Bryant Park. And she's like trying to teach Escapade about her powers and like recruit her to Krakoa. Emma is absolutely day drinking with a martini. We love to see it. Great. That's fun. It's cute, but most of um, the issue is about Escapade and her friend, her partner's relationship. It turns out Destiny is in this as well. Emma brings Destiny to tell Escapade that Destiny had a vision that Escapade will have an incident where she body swaps with her best friend slash partner and the best friend slash partner dies um, as a result. And so now Escapade is trying to avoid that. Yeah. Shit. And, it, and then at the end, I'm very excited because at the end it says to be continued in New Mutants number 31. Oh, cool. So then that's where yeah. that's going to pick up. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, so it looks like Escapade will be maybe not joining the New Mutants. Maybe. But they always have like, oh, this is the group of students. Like she's going to be a new student. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So that's cool. But yeah, the, like I just the DC issue, it had a, like I think it had a much bigger page count and it just felt heavier not that that's a good thing but the dc issue i think just had more range of emotion and certainly more representation whereas the marvel issue is just it was a little sillier which is not a bad thing it's just that's well it's a tricky thing now i think right now because we're just you know roe v wade is no longer and uh, it's been made very clear that um, gay rights are next. Gay marriage, yeah. it's all, you know, target right on our backs. And it brings up a thing of, of do we want to how, uh, find that fine line of talking about this representing, but also comics are also supposed to be the escape from the horrors that are in the yes. actual world. Yes. And because I will tell you this, I want to bring up this show. There's another, show, uh, even though this is, even though it's not a comic, I feel it goes a lot with this gay thing is there's the reboot of Queer as Folk has yes. premiered on Peacock. Have you watched it? No, but I hear it opens with shooting a la Pulse. And, I'm going to tell you right now, I had an insane reaction (laughs) because the shooting does not happen. Also, first of all, one of the stars in in the show in the beginning is someone that I know. 
Um, so, and I'm not well, but someone who hangs around my circle of friends and I'm like, oh, it's you. Oh, yay, Chris. Like, that's great that you're in this. And so I'm watching it. And then of course he's the character that dies. And then I was like, oh, oh no, <laughs> that's terrible. But it is, goes- Does he die while he's doing, although is he doing Nancy from the craft drag? That's what it looks like from the trailer. That's a different character. That character oh, does okay. not die. Um, okay. And that character, I was like, I hate your outfit. I hate your outfit. And then once I realized, when he put the Nancy wig on and it was like, oh, you're Nancy from the craft. Oh, okay. That's actually pretty cool. Okay. All right. That's cool. Doing a drag number as Nancy from the craft. That's, that's great. I like that. And the show kind of rode that line where I'm like, this is really cheesy. This is being a little too like, like they're talking too much woke politics and not being human yeah. beings. Like there's some t- yes. parts where they're just rambling off like, oh my God, well, as like a trans non-binary, blah, 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 da, da, yes. da, 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 Cause we feel it. Blah, and we're just like, well, okay, but you can all still talk like human beings. Right. It doesn't we, have to yeah. all be like pulpit speeches. Um, but I was like, it's the pilot, whatever. But then it went to the shooting at the very end and I fucking just started laughing. That's it. Because it just was so out of left field. And I'm just like, oh my God, we're just like awful gays and we're just like doing drugs. And we're like, oh no, we're all being shot up. And I was just like, are you kidding me right now? This is, the pandemic (laughs) is happening. The pandemic is happening. Our rights are being taken away. And now you want me to sit back and enjoy a show while watching gays being shot up? And that's, and I talked to someone else about it who saw and they're like, no, it's like, great. It was very deep. It's like, we need to like rise Uh, up. And I was just like, you know what? I I really just want to see happy gay people. I don't know if I want to see gays being shot up. And it's a very confusing thing for me. I don't know what the answer is. And so the show has really left a bad taste in my mouth because it's so, it's trying to be too. So deep and it's heavy. It's being so deep and heavy where and I'm like, a point. I, just, I just want, and you know, I watch BLs where it's all just like the most like angst is just like, I'm going to break up with you. And then the next episode is like, no, but I love you. And you're like, oh, yeah, like, just that's as much as I normal can. drama. Yes. Well, then you'll love the Marvel Pride issue. You should read it. All right. All right. All right, I will. But enough reading. Yes. Let's watch stuff. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. I think we can talk about some Ms. Marvel. I do too. Um, they're really like, I continue to love this show. There's really only one thing I want to point out. Yes. I wonder if it'll be the same thing. I like it too, but there's one thing that I just felt it was like, oh, this wasn't earned. Oh, I, I'm not complaining about something. I'm freaking out about something. Oh, okay. Okay. That opening scene where they flash back to her grandmother and the clandestine, yeah. which by the way, I totally remember that book in the Alan Davis covers clandestine. But that's, but that's a separate thing. That's not referencing that, right? That, I, I think it's loosely connected. Like I, I know the leader's name was Adam, just like, well, that it's like a whole entire family. The only difference is they yeah. are is this is basing them all like on genies, on the gin, yeah. on the gin where where clandestine. But I don't know. I, mean, like I think that, that was. Thing. I think that yeah, exactly. But it's, I it's will so say that connected. we need to reread that and talk about that because that is a really good book. And there's X Men oh, crossovers. Should. I never read it. What are you yes, kidding there was, me? There was there was an X Men and there's X Men crossovers. We should just reread that because it's really Let's fucking good. And. 
It's Alan Davis drawings. I mean, yeah. Amazing. Hello. So the thing I want to freak out about though, is that opening scene where they're, where they discovered the bangle, the flashback. Yeah. The symbol of Shang-Chi's 10 rings is what's on the floor. Oh, oh so I didn't the bangle, even notice that. The bangle and the 10 rings are connected, particularly if you think about, they took the bangle off a severed arm, right? Right. That arm was blue. That was a blue arm, which means Cree. Okay. Shang-Chi at the end, they're beckoning, they're sending a beacon, not beckoning, they're sending a beacon to space. So I think we're going to find that Shang-Chi and Ms. Marvel are both connected to Kree. And I have to think with Secret, Secret Invasion Wars. coming yeah. up. Secret Invasion. That's well, Secret Invasion. Yeah. yeah. And the Marvel is coming up. Like, I think, yeah. I think it, this, this is one whole big kind of macro narrative happening. I oh, I'm all for that. Big, that sounds amazing. Like a big Kree scroll war connected to Shang-Chi and to, and to Kamala. Yeah. And to Carol and to Monica. Yeah. But yeah, if you look again, carved huge into the concrete, into the stone, in the floor of that chamber before everything starts collapsing are the ten rings, the symbols. Yeah. So cut to the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen meme. Because that was me. (laughs) What is your comment? My comment is, okay, so it seemed very clear, you know, we, we've watched these shows before. We're here to help you. We're the good guys. You're like, they're not really the good guys. But it seemed like the son is really interested in, in Kamala. So uh, he seems very actually interested in Kamala. So when it turned out that um, the Jin clan have d- decided to be like, no, we can't wait five minutes for this wedding to end. <laughs> we <laughs> are going to attack everybody years. now. First of all, I was like, all right, you've waited this many years and you can't wait like half a day. You can't wait half a day. You're just going to go full evil and force her because you can't wait half a day. So that I was like, I felt like there needed to be something external that forced their hand that they had to do it now. It seemed a little for. And then the other thing yeah. is I just felt there wasn't enough earning of um, Cameron being like, oh, I'm going to just, this is my family. I'm just going to betray my whole family and go with Kamala. Sure. Yeah. And I yes. just wanted there to be a little more of like, does he know they're evil? Has he known they're evil the whole time? Are they treating him horribly? Why is he just like a flip of a switch? Like, oh, fuck my family. I'm going to help you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt that yeah, wasn't Maybe earned. it'll be revealed, you know, yes. like I, I was like, oh, well, he was born on Earth. So, of course, I don't know. Like, I'm just rationalizing. It here. just needed it just needs that just needs to be developed, because right now it was like you can't be like, well, he has a crush on her. I'm like, that's not a good enough reason to betray your whole family. I mean, sure. for me, sure. I would betray my family just oh, to no. be able for to some look dick? If for some dick. I betray them in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. Forever. But I, I just want that explained more. But I will tell you this. Every time I have complained about something in the next episode, the next episode. they kind of explain things. So I'm just like, all right, just calm down. And they're going to explain things. Hell yeah. I wonder if they're going to call her Bengal a nega band. Who has those? Quasar? Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But it's fun. It's fun. And then they've established there's another bangle out there. So I wonder who has that. Yeah. 
But I also did love the ending where after Kamala was fighting that woman, the woman grabbed the bangle and they both had that shared vision of the train coming at them with Karachi written yeah. on it. Yeah. And then Kamala's grandmother, who can't use the video phone, was like, you have to come. Did you see the train? You yeah. have to come. I was like, ooh, we like a mystery. I also feel, and this isn't a plot thing or a problem, but I also feel, and this is also me being older, I'm like, just fucking tell your parents. I was like, I think your parents are actually cooler. Than I, I mean, think. I feel like that is, that's such a, like a, we've gotten past the secret identity trope and like we've already, we've established like it's better if your immediate circle knows. And yeah. And also so her parents her. are actually very understanding. And I know that like this yes. fucking bitch, Kamala doesn't see it because she's a little brat. <laughs> but this yeah. is where I'm old where I'm like, your parents are right. <laughs> That's just because we're old. I know, exactly. I know. Where I'm just like, oh my God. Just fucking listen to your parents. But they are actually, are sh- they have depth to them. They're not just like generic, yeah. like, no, you have to do what I say because they're I said so. They're not here to prevent the plot from. No, right. they care about her and they love her and they're they're trying to understand her. Like if yeah. she's like, hey, I have these powers from my family that you hate. I think maybe that's what it is. Is She's like, but you hate her so much. You hate that part of the family so much. Yes. That, yes. that it might freak you the, out. The mother did say, like, don't even, like, don't talk. About yeah. Them. But I feel like the reason she's saying don't talk is I think the mom knows something. Oh, absolutely. And they and need to the fucking grandmother talk certainly about it. does. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Crazy. And that will, but that's going to be the payoff. Yes. Is yes. the mom, the, re- the reveal of what the, the information But it's going to be that reveal where it's like, oh, well, if I told you this, if you just told me from the very beginning, you wouldn't have had to do all this shit. Oh, like crazy. I want the mom to be like, I have been afraid that you were going to find this bangle. Exactly. I feel that is what's going to happen. And that's driving me crazy. I, and this is, this is a good segue into Umbrella Academy because yes. Umbrella Academy was doing this insane thing where it's kind of like people just not telling other people severely important details for no reason, just to make the plot go on longer. And in that, this season? Dr- yes. And that What are you referring to? I'm only three crazy. episodes in. Um, have, By the way, Umbrella Academy, season three, it's back. I'm trying to... Okay, so Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy is back. Literally, all of the, the siblings, anytime they do something on their own, they will go and tell two people... And then not tell anyone else. And then else. not the rest of them. I know. And then yeah. two other people are like, oh, well, I'm going to still do this thing. And then later, sure. or or um, the the gay brother, um, Seance. Klaus. Klaus. I only remember his code name. Uh, he will be like, oh, my God, guys, this thing happened. They're like, oh, my God, you're crazy. And I'm like, why do you think he's crazy? You're the fucking Umbrella Academy. Weird shit is happening. And I'm referring and, like, to a part he's that proven you haven't himself. seen yet. <laughs> he's proven himself over and over in the past two seasons. Exactly. And there's a part, has um, has number five it, found the briefcase yet? No. Have they found the briefcase oh, um, yet? They fought. Yeah, well, him and, he and Layla fought over the briefcase and they did their power thing. And then they with disappared the with the briefcase. Yeah. yeah. You think... Maybe 
Tell the other siblings that you have the briefcase because the next fucking episodes are just about them looking for the briefcase. And I'm just like, why would you just not go downstairs oh, and be like, so we have the briefcase? It's just things like that. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's yeah. just, there's many little things like that where they're like, oh, I should have told you that. Oh, why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, ah, it's just driving me. It drove me crazy throughout that the is, series. That is annoying. Um, I I read a I read a little bit. I never finished Hotel Oblivion, Umbrella Academy Volume Three. Yeah. I did laugh when I saw Hotel Obsidian. I was like, oh, ha ha ha! What a cute little nod. Nothing to do with the storyline of the book. No, um, I did. Well, I mean, even get to the, the point. The second season had nothing to do with the other. Yeah, than just the said 60s. it was Dallas. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I did laugh when. Roger Reginald Hargreaves went oblivion in his sleep. I was like, oh, there it is. Okay, there's more. <laughs> there's more coming. Overall, my big takeaway from this is I love that they seamlessly brought in Victor um, yes. as Vanya transitioned to Victor. Not making a big deal about it. Everyone is super accepting. Um, and Elliot Page is kind of like the, Victor is kind of like the de facto leader of the team. Which is great. It's just very empowering. Wow. Uh oh. Shit goes sideways real fast. Because <laughs> oh, nobody okay. talks to each other. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> and also, though, I do love that Ben is such a prominent character because, my God, what a hot man. Oh, and they, they have him shirtless in many oh, scenes. Oh, they do. In oh. many scenes. I will say there is. A very confusing thing that happens where I'm like, did he just sleep with this person? And it's, and I'm not sure. And I'm like, am I just, so when you get to it, it's like towards the very end, there's like a thing where I feel like he slept with one of the brothers. And And I'm like, did that, did that, wait a minute. Am I just, and I could be just gay and reading into it and I want it to be true. Sure. Seeing what you want to see. But, um, but I want, cause I have COVID. That was a perfect thing for me to like, just, you, so you just tore through the whole I thing. I just binge watched the whole entire thing in one day. And, uh, I will say I'm actually, I, I feel this, I did not like this season as much as the last season, but where they set up the fourth season seems very, very exciting to me. Oh, cool. So, but it's not bad. It's good. It's fun. And I also do love it. First, I thought they were going to use Victor's powers as explaining the trans thing of like, so for some reason, and they didn't, it was just just like like, something he needed to do. I realized now that I've explored this, I realized this is actually the whole thing. And I loved how they just had, they had kind of three different reactions, but all positive reactions. When he comes in as like, actually, I'm Victor now. And they're like, wait, what? And just the way that they all acted, it was very real, but also accepting and not like, like that was like, oh, this isn't going to be a thing where it's like, I can't accept you because you're really my sister. Like, like, it's like, we don't need that in this show. We don't need that. Right. Exactly. We don't need that shit. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't need a fucking shooting in a in a nightclub i'm sorry in fact yeah Uh. um and i'm so glad we saved this show for last because the boys 
the boys. I will tell you this. I was like, it's okay. This is okay season. Nope. This episode. Then, then this episode. This happens. episode, I was like, oh, this shit is hero gasm. Good. This is it's good. Good. good episode. Oh my god. And I gotta tell you, so this episode features a superhero sex party. It's got some of the weirdest fucking shit I've ever seen on TV. Loved it. I have to say the thing that I am the most invested in in this show. Is that gay Asian top that kept walking around and (laughs) fucking all the superheroes? Oh, my God. He was so hot. He was so hot. Okay, go ahead. I'm about to go very very opposite direction. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Starlight. Starlight's arc is my favorite part of this Well, she's being set up as she is the new leader. She's going to be the new leader of the seven. And she's, I want, the one thing is I want her to be the most powerful. I want her to start tapping into her powers. I, I'm sick of her being like, guys, I can't do anything. I'm like, Boof. I'm like, she needs to have oh, an upgrade want, to her powers. She needs a Phoenix moment. Exactly. Give it to her. Let her powers upgrade. Because right now, so far, she just lets her eyes glow and everyone's like, calm down, bitch. Fucking yeah. calm down. I'm like, no, yeah, go she- off. Go yes. the fuck off. Go off. I mean, and we this episode had it all. She fucking does, though. She does at the end. She sure does. That ending where she did the Insta Live She does speech, the Insta Live and speech. fucking calls out Homelander. She fucking calls out Vought. She calls out everyone. Everybody. Fuck. She calls out heroes in general. I loved that line where she's like, I'm not Starlight. I'm Annie January. And I fucking quit. I also love the line where she's like, Homelander made me America's sweetheart. He's about to regret that. I was like, yes, bitch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And the amazing thing, too, is the fight scene with Butcher, Soldier Soldier Boy, Boy, Butcher, Huey, and Homelander. Oh, that was some good shit. It was incredible. Because, you know, it's rare. And Frenchie Mariko, that fight also was incredible, too. Oh. You you never you, you rarely get big superhero action on this show, but when you do, you do. And Soldier Boy, his fucking voice is so sexy. Oh, Jensen, he's like, he's like you have a fucking cape. I'm like, oh my god, fucking, fucking. Did Jimmy. you ever watch Supernatural? I never could get into Supernatural. When I started watching Supernatural, I his voice shocked the hell out of me. I was yeah. like, oh, he sounds like that. But you know what I, I did remember watch? him when he was a kid in Smallville. Yeah, kid, I did watch teenager. Days of Our Lives. And he was in Days of oh, Our the, Lives. He was? He was like a Brady kid. Yeah. Oh, his voice. But he was like a teenager oh, at that point. So Yeah, like, same thing with Smallville. Yeah, he left season one of Smallville. That's how old Supernatural is. He left season one of Smallville to do Supernatural. Supernatural was on TV for like 500 years. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jensen's voice. Uh-huh. But I love that he is just as powerful as Homelander. And Homelander kind of freaking the fuck He's out. a little less powerful, but it was Butcher and Huey's assistants that... Exactly. But that's the thing is, why isn't... How does he use... What did he do that made Mariko lose her powers? Yeah, I don't know. That's what he needs to do. Also, I wanted to get I think he was back. trying to do it. I know she I want doesn't her want her powers, her powers back, back, but I want her powers back. I know. I know. I think he was trying to muster up the energy, but after he exploded prior to that, it was probably, you know, it was like trying Shot to get hard again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, oh, that, epi- I mean, that, that will go down one of the most iconic TV episodes of all time. I mean, just the fucking. So much fucking. Yeah. 
So fun. So fun and so hot. So fun, so hot. R.I.P. Termite, our Ant-Man analog. So hot, I so know. dead. Uh, and and also, uh, what's his name? Um, the Speedster. What's his name? A-Train. Maybe. A-Train. Maybe. Jesus, that was the sickest fucking... That, when he killed Blue Hawk, that was the most disgusting thing I've seen on the show. In yeah. the show... We're impaling heads with dildos. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. The exploding, going inside the penis and exploding the lower half is a little grosser to me. Yeah. Maybe you're into Uh, that. I think A-Train will be okay. There is a rumor that there's going to be a major death this season. He could be okay. I don't know if, I don't know where Maeve, Queen Maeve is. It could be her. That's what Hopefully we'll be be Homelander. She's going to be dead. She's going to have, if she were to die, it would need to be more epic. She'll have like no legs or something horrible like that. I, I wanted oh. to be Homelander. Sick of Homelander. Sick of him. People online who were like, Homelander is one of the most fascinating villains I have ever seen. And I'm like, get, no, he's not. Well, that's because they're just incels. These incels, this is the right. other thing of why incels and right wing are so stupid, is they're they don't, getting they're stupid. angry. <laughs> They're getting angry. They're like, you're turning like Homelander into a Nazi. And I'm like, did you not watch the last season? He always was. You're just stupid. Did you not watch the last season? It's just. Did you not watch the entire fucking show? It's so. I'm. And I, someone, I watched a TikTok where someone was talking about this and they were like, the right, they only see power. When they see someone has absolute power, right. they then see that They're as like, I want that. They don't care about morals if the person does something morally reprehensible because they're all powerful. That's the only thing they care about. And they're also, like, oh, it's crazy. They're also not able to understand metaphor. They're not able to understand symbolism. Like they're just fucking literal idiots. Yeah. With enlarged fear centers in their brain. And that's why they're so fucking loud. <laughs> anyway, happy pride, everybody. I have one other thing oh, no. to talk about. It's is technically another hot topic, but oh, it's but it's circle. for on a t- but it's for a TV show. We're just I think we can end with this. Um, okay. The Duffer Brothers, Stranger Things. These new episodes are coming out next week, I believe. Yeah, July first. Even um, they said a major character is going to die. Yes, and. I'm deathly afraid it's going to be Steve. You think it's going to be Steve? Yeah, because they show that clip of, um, what's her name? Maya Hawk looking at Steve being like, I don't think we're going to make it through this one. Like, oh God, it's going to be one of them. You know what? I'm okay with Steve dying. I hope it's 11. I thought they were going to do Will. Oh, no. And do the you kill your gays? <laughs> the, yeah, oof. the only one that would absolutely destroy me is it's if it's Max. Mike. Oh, I don't want Max no. to die either. Mike or Lucas. Lucas. No, Max is Max is fine. She's already averted death. Okay. No, Dustin Lucas. Would be really no, sad. Lucas, Dustin. Yeah, and all Mike. of that. I would be very sad for all. What if it was Winona Ryder? Was oh, Joyce? I wouldn't care. <laughs> I wouldn't care if it's her. I wouldn't care if it's Hopper. Hopper already died. Boring. Boring. Um, now, what I would really love is if it's Erica. 
like I'm trying to struggle for a character. No, I love Erica. She's the best. <laughs> oh, the let's kill the youngest die. one. Let's kill yeah. her in a brutal, horrible way. That's terrible. No, she's the best character. Oh. I can't wait for it. I hope it's Eleven because she is my least favorite character on the show. Really? Yes. Can't stand her. Oh, my God. She's always like, oh, but why? But why? But why? What is this thing? What do you call it? What are feelings? But why? I can't stand it anymore. Die. We ain't got time for you. Catch up. You are terrible. Oh, my God. That's funny. All right. Well, Stranger Things, I guess we'll be talking about, I mean, unless it comes out right before the weekend, but I think we'll be able to talk about it. I hope so. Oof. Oh, and then okay, after darling, that, Thor: Love and like, Thunder. There's so much. I happening. know. I got my tickets. Oh, I want to tell you, I'm not seeing it until Saturday of that weekend. Typically, I'm a Thursday boy, but this okay. one, I'm like, I don't care so much about spoilers. Like, I'll risk it because I just want one movie where my husband can see me reacting to it in real time. And you want him to like? It's, you want him to like jerk you off? Like, yeah. The climax of the movie too. Yeah. Because lit, like literally, I always go Thursday night, and then he and I will then go on a Saturday, and I will have seen it already because I can't wait. But I'm gonna wait this time. Oh, like, I know it could sweet. be spoiled. Like if like if like Better Ray Bill is in it, like I'm okay getting spoiled if I like happen upon Twitter by accident on Friday. Like that's typically what I'm afraid of happening, but I'm okay with that. I mean, would that excite you that much to see Beta Ray Bill? No, that's my point. It would. Did you call so him Better okay. Ray Bill? Better Ray Bill. Better Mo, be, Mo Better Ray Blue Mo starring Denzel Washington is Mo Better Ray Bill. Okay. Well, there's a lot coming, and hopefully, I will be well enough to do all of those things. You will. You, you got better over the course of this episode. <laughs> My brain is. I don't know what happened. I don't know what we talked about. Gay stuff. I heard something though about gay stuff. What? Did you know that if you read comics, that yeah. it makes you... What? Queer. Queer. Bye. 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 Bye.